Praise the Lord. All right, you excited to be in the house of the Lord today? Say amen. amen. Praise God. Turn with me to Psalm chapter 23. Thank you, my lovely wife, assistant, Vanna, there helping. Psalms 23. We are uh, beginning a uh, new series over uh, Psalm 23. We're going to be talking about this in detail. And uh, so, boy, if you're not familiar with this, if you've attended a Christian funeral, then you've probably read this at a funeral before. I don't want this read at my funeral. Um, Let's get it out of the way now. Amen. Um, I want a party and celebration at my funeral. So I'm going to heaven. So uh, you guys don't have to miss me. Amen. I'm going to be when I go, I'm going to be in a better place. I don't know about you, but but anyway, that's where I'm going to be. Psalm 23, verse one. Say amen when you're there. By the way, you can open up the Bible app today if you don't have the Bible app. But if you do, go to live events and uh, click on Crossroads. and You can have the scripture there as well. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He le- leads me beside quiet or still waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. For what? What does it say? You and me. Who? Who? You are with me. God is with me. Verse 5. And you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Wow. You may not know it, but you got enemies. Maybe you do. Maybe you're sitting next to him this morning. I don't know, but, but you have anointed my head with oil and my cup overflows. It runs over and surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord on a couple of days of the week. I will dwell in the house of the Lord. Is the Bible saying somebody shout forever today? Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, tell you every week I preach better, shorter when you say amen a lot. The big fat amens. Amen. Praise God. Psalm 23. It's a powerful psalm. One that we've we've all heard before. Raise your hand if and wave in the air like you just don't care if you have heard this psalm before, right? You've read it before, all right. And, and I've read it before. I've told you, uh, officiated many many uh, funerals, and typically this is read then, and it should be. It's a, it's a perfectly uh, uh, appropriate for that setting. But I think God has more meaning than for it in a in it for us than just in that moment. So so this morning. Rather than than taking all of this and, you know, it's the saying, how do you eat an elephant, right? One bite at a time. I've never eaten an elephant. But if you were to eat an elephant, you do it one bite at a time. And so this scripture, this, this, uh, this passage here, we're only going to take just a little bit. And this morning, I want us to look at the Lord is my shepherd. Look at your neighbor right now. Say the Lord is, the Lord is my shepherd. Amen. If you don't have a neighbor, bring somebody to church with you next week so you got a neighbor. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd. He says, I shall not want. In order for there to be a shepherd, there has to be sheep. Right. So if he is the shepherd, we are the... All right. Now, I've got a friend here today. I'm not going to point him out. But something that I need to give him credit for is... He's told me before, he said, Pastor Matt, if, if anything has more than one head, it's a freak, right? So I say that to say this. If you're trying to lead and Jesus is trying to lead, 
Who's the sheep? We are. When was the last time you saw the sheep leading the shepherd? But Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd. He says, I'm the good shepherd. Follow me to John chapter 10, verse 11. John chapter 10, verse 11. It says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and, and not a shepherd, who is not the owner of the sheep, sees the wolf coming. And he leaves the sheep and flees. So with friends like that, who needs enemies? Amen. And he says, the wolf snatches them and scatters them. And he flees because he is a hired hand and is not concerned about the sheep. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. And I know my own and my own know me. Even as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. Verse 16, I have other sheep which are not of this fold and I must bring them also and they will hear my voice and they will become one flock with one shepherd. For this reason, the father loves me because I lay down my life so that I may take it again. Verse 18, we celebrated Easter last week. We talked about this. No one took Jesus's life, right? He laid down his life. So he says, no one has taken it away from me, but I lay it down on my own initiative. I have authority to lay it down and I have authority to take it up again. He says, this commandment I received from my father. Look at your neighbor and say, who's leading you? That's a question I think that we all have to ask ourselves is like, who is leading us? If, if I am leading me, then where does Jesus fit into this picture? He says that he is the shepherd. And, and so for us as believers, none of us really likes to think of ourselves as sheep. As I was doing research uh, for this message and for this series, the team and I were, we were talking about it. I've got a friend of mine who lives in Salado. He's a farmer and they show pigs and sheep and they sell cattle, do all kinds of stuff. So I called him up. His name is Denver. I mean, if with a name like that, you gotta, you've got to be a rancher or a farmer. Amen. And uh, so I called Denver up. I said, man, I said, I know you have sheep and I know you fool around with all these animals. I need to know some facts about some sheep. So he began to tell me just about sheep. And he said, first of all, in general, sheep are not really smart. He said, they're not the brightest of animals. He said, pretty much a sheep is concerned only with its next meal. That's it. Now, here in America, we don't really have shepherds, if you will, like, you know, out grazing and out leading and, and, and have a field somewhere. And, and, and the, the, the sheep is following the shepherd. If I've been fortunate enough to travel to Israel, and I've seen still in, in that culture and in, in Egypt, in that area, there are still some shepherds that actually make a living leading sheep through different fields and farming and grazing and tend to, tending to them that way. So he said, first of all, I says, sheep are just not real smart. He says, second of all, they get scared really, really easily. He said, in fact, sheep, if when they panic, when they get afraid, they'll bolt. They would, they would run themselves off a cliff out of fear. So, so they get scared real easy. And as he's talking and as I'm writing this down, I begin to think about Jesus being the shepherd and I begin to think about me being the sheep. And I thought, you know what? I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer sometimes. Now, you don't have to say amen. And you, don't, you may not look at yourself like that, but trust me, someone is thinking about that about you right now. <laughs> I know your mama loves you, but you're not the brightest bulb in the pack, right? Amen. And so, and so 
when I think about that, when I think about Jesus being the shepherd, and I think about us being the sheep, I started thinking, like, wow, you know what? I've made some inerrant choices in my life before. There's been some times where I can say emphatically, this point in my life, I wasn't following Jesus. And the result of that was two plus two did not equal four. I, I began to do and lead myself in ways and places that, that Jesus was not leading me. And the second thing, when he said, sheep get scared really easily, they just bolt. Man, when, when fear grips them, they just scatter. They just scatter. And I began to think about us as believers I've seen us do that sometimes. When fear grips our heart, when our, when our child becomes sick, when someone we love is, is hurting, when, when, when we hear of a layoff or we've lost our job or, or, or whatever it may be, fill in the blank. Sometimes we get afraid. And when we get afraid, the enemy wants us to panic. Look at your neighbor and say, don't panic. Don't panic. Look at your other neighbor and say, it's going to be Okay. Don't panic. It's going to be okay. But he said this to me. He said, traditionally, now, it's not this way, but again, because he's not out leading them through fields. But he said, traditionally, sheep, what they would do is they would clutter and huddle close to their shepherd. And he said, in reality, only those that were furthest away from the shepherd would panic. The sheep that were closest to the shepherd would stay real close to him. They were almost nibble at his feet, like really barely give him any room to walk. And then I, then I began to research and look through scripture. And, and when Jesus was in his most popular of state, his most popular of times before, the, before he was going to the cross when he was so unpopular, nobody wanted to have anything to do with him. But, but while he was busy feeding people, everybody wanted to be near him, didn't they? I mean, there were times where the crowd was so close to Jesus, he had to get away. The Bible said he would get into a boat or he would go into a countryside or a hillside. I'm saying to us, to this day, church, that first of all, if you're not following Jesus, then, the, then you have to settle the question today is, then who are you following? If you're following yourself, I would say as your pastor, don't follow another sheep. Don't let the blind lead the blind, right? So if you're a sheep, doesn't make sense to follow another sheep, especially the one that's running off the cliff. Hey, that looks like a good idea. Let's go off this cliff. Man. All right. I had a bunch of sheep jokes. And I debated whether telling them. I'm just going to, I'm just going to let them slide. I'm going to save you maybe next week, but you knew you, some of you knew where that was going. And so some sheep, man, when they panic, they just run in fear. Look at your neighbor and say, don't panic. Look at your neighbor and say, it's going to be okay. Don't panic. It's going to be okay. What does the devil want you to do? He wants you to be afraid of him, doesn't he? But what do we call the devil around here? Mr. Whiskers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just acts like a lion. We're not really afraid of him, but he wants us to be afraid of him. He wants us to be in fear that our marriage might fail. He wants us to be afraid that financially we're not going to make it. He wants us to be afraid that we're not going to survive till our next paycheck. He wants us to be afraid that God, maybe God can't really do what he said he was going to do. But if you were here last week, we read in scripture where Jesus said, I'm going to do just as I said I would do. So don't panic. Don't panic. Just calm down. It's, it's going to be okay. 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 Amen. Give God a praise. 
So he wants us to panic and he wants us to be afraid and he wants us to scatter. And of course, it makes sense that he wants you to leave the presence of the shepherd. The wolf knows the sheep that are closest to the shepherd, he can't touch them. He can't touch them. The wolf is smart enough to know that if I get close enough to that shepherd, he's going to kill me. So all these bad sheep out here, all these bad sheep that are out scattered, that, that have ventured, they're near the shepherd, but they're a little bit away from the shepherd. Like they can see the shepherd, but we're going to graze a little over here. Now finish this sentence for me. The grass is always greener on on the other side. Sure it is. So as sheep, if we're not careful, the temptations and the lures of this world will, will, will... I believe that the wolf is okay with some sheep being able to see the shepherd as long as they step far enough away from the shepherd where he can snatch them. So our... Our responsibility this morning is, is to huddle around the shepherd, the good shepherd, to find him. So David writes this in a time in his life when he's in a lot of trouble. He's been fleeing from Saul. His best friend's dad, his best friend's dad wants to kill him. I mean, his king wants to kill him. That's not a good thing. Right? I mean, how do you run from a king when he owns all of the land? And so David's hiding in cliffs. He's hiding in mountains. And I don't know about you, church, but when I read this and I know that fact, I'm reading about a guy who has some perspective in his life. Perspective is a beautiful thing. Right? It's like hindsight. It's like being able to, to it was that, it's as if we could look into the future and, and tomorrow's self tell today's self, don't do that. But we can't do that, can we? There's some things we have, to, we have to live out. And so David is writing this psalm in a time in his life where he actually knows what he's talking about. He's, he, when he's talking about going through the valley of the shadow of death, this guy was actually going through the valley of the shadow of death. His best friend's dad literally wants to take his head off. You know, we, we toss that around like, oh, I can, uh, somebody, you know, but... But Saul literally wanted him dead. And so, so David is hiding, and he's supposed to be the king, and he knows all these promises that God has told him. And then he begins to remember when he was a boy, he was a shepherd. And there were times in his life when a bear came to take the sheep. And he killed the bear when the lion came to take the sheep. And as he's sitting and writing, he remembers how he was a shepherd. And he begins to think about God as his good shepherd. And he says, even though I'm walking through the valley and death is all around me, I have a shepherd. Come on, somebody who's watching out for me. Look at your neighbor and say, it's going to be okay. Now, some of us, I know your stories. You could write this as well as David. Come on, somebody just should have shouted amen. I've prayed with you. I know where you've been. I've walked with you. Some of you have been in your hotel, uh, hotel room, uh, hospital rooms. 
That sounded bad. That sounded weird. Um, <laughs> hospital rooms. When you've been in the hospital, I've been there when you've lost people, been there when you've lost a job or walked with you. So some of us, including myself, I feel like I could write this as well as David could. Talking about Jesus being my shepherd and what it means for him to really look out for me, really to be watching out for me. And some of us have bought into the lie church where, where we really thank God, are you, are you really looking out for me? If you're a good shepherd, then why do you have me walking through this valley? The reason we go through valleys is you can't get from one top of the mountain to the other top of the mountain without going through a valley. And so we love the top of the mountain, but can I tell you, church, nothing grows on top of the mountain but ice and cold. So it's really in the valleys that I see God's, come on somebody, God's hand at work when I really see his shepherd's crook reaching out for me. And when myself is pulling me away from him, it's him that's pulling me back to him. He is the good shepherd. And Jesus says, I lay down my life for my sheep. So Jesus is talking about this. And, and in, as we read in, in John chapter 10, he says, there are some guys out there, they're parading around like shepherds. They look like a shepherd. They talk like a shepherd. They even act like a shepherd. But they're not the good shepherd. This is why we have to be careful. Number one, who we let into our inner circle, who we are following. Who is that that we put into our life that we're saying, all right, you can come close enough to me to have some influence in my life. And we've invited, bear with me, church, on this one. I think some of us have invited wolves sometimes close to us. Because when we're not close to the sheep, excuse me, close to the shepherd, Wow, that wolf makes a lot of sense. Look at him out there. Look at him just frolicking and running about. Look how happy that wolf is. I'm going to go out there where that wolf is. That's a bad idea to do that. But, but I'm going to go out there where that wolf is. And Jesus begins to write in John 10. And if you read the whole chapter, John, he's talking about, he says, that he goes, look out for anybody that doesn't come in the gate. Only the shepherd enters through the gate. Wolves jump over the fence. Wolves crawl under the fence. Wolves try to get through the fence. If you've got someone in your life trying to get into your life other than the way of the good shepherd, cut them off, baby. Cut them loose. Let them go. He says, only the shepherd comes in through the gate. And then he ends it with this. The sheep know my voice. The sheep know my voice. Church, if you take nothing away, please take that away today. I mean, fold it up real nice and tight. And if you can't, put it in your pocket or your purse somewhere because somebody's going to need that this week. He says, the sheep know my voice. That's a beautiful thing to know that when you're walking through the valley of the shadow of to death, to, to know that when life is crumbling and crushing and caving in around you, when times are tough financially or emotionally or spiritually or, or, or socially or however it happens in your life, to know that you hear his voice. It's a beautiful thing that when other people in the world is chattering and talking and yelling and the, and the, and the devil cranks up the volume and the chaos in your life, that you can still hear through the clutter of life, amen, and say, that's the shepherd's voice. I hear him talking to me. I know what he's saying to me. Look at your neighbor right now and say, I don't know what he's saying to you, but I know what he's saying to me. 
It's a beautiful thing, isn't it, church, to know the voice of Jesus, that when he calls you, you can say, that's the voice of my shepherd. My shepherd would never tell me to do that. My shepherd would never call me over there. My shepherd would never leave me over there. But my shepherd has called me here. He's led me over there. He's brought me here. I know his voice, devil, and your voice is not his voice. But I know the sound of his voice. Give God a praise. Amen. I want to want to close with this. There's a difference between sheep and goats. Amen. There's a difference between sheep and goats. The Bible tells us in Revelation, as John is writing about Revelation, he says that there's coming a day where God will separate the sheep and the goats. And Jesus is saying The sheep know my voice. I think some of us have some goats in our lives. Hopefully you're not married to one. But, in all seriousness, we have some goats in our lives. We have some people in our lives that, man, they just... You know, hear my heart on this. It's a double-edged sword, right? How do we as believers win the world, get close enough to tell them about Jesus, but not close enough where they corrupt us? It's a fine line. Let's be honest. Let's be transparent. Let's call it for what it is. He leaves us in this world, right? He says, come and follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. Now stay here and do some fishing. But be careful because there's wolves, there's goats, there's people that if you let them into your pen, they'll tear it all apart. They'll rip it to shreds. They'll wreck your life. For every teenager in the house, if you've got goats hanging around you, love them in Jesus' name, but keep them at an arm's distance. Amen? You know where you can reach out and pray for them. That's good right there. <laughs> Dads, moms, do we have people at work, people in our life on social media that we're allowing to speak into our lives? We're reading through things. We're, we're thrumming through Facebook and all the blah, 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 fill in the blank, all the social media stuff. And we're, oh, that sounds good. Let me like that. Let me repost that. Let me, let me like tag post it and all of that stuff that we do. That sounds good. But then we have to stop and think, is that really the shepherd's voice? Or is that the voice of the goat? Is that the voice of the, uh, of the wolf in my life? The Lord is my shepherd. If he is my shepherd, I am the sheep. Let's define those roles. Let's stand our feet today all across this place. With our heads bowed, our eyes closed. Lord, I I thank you for today. I thank you for this moment. Nothing magical happens when we bow our heads and we close our eyes. It's just a, a way for us to come together commonly in this moment. First of all, if you're here today and you want to be close to the shepherd, you want to... You want to be a Christ follower. I mean, that's something that you you want. You desire that. I, I want to follow Christ. It's it's not enough just to say it, church. We we like we have to live that out. That's that's the difference. And that's a challenge for me, for all of us, to live that out, to flesh that out, to process that day after day. But you've never you've never made a decision. You've never said emphatically, you know what? I want to follow Jesus Christ. I want him to be Lord of my life. 
that's you right where you're at. And just raise your hand so I can see it. Amen. Thank you, sir. Anyone else? Yes, sir. Thank you. Anyone else? Praise God. Come on quickly. Yes, sir. Thank you. Anyone else? Amen. 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 Praise God. You can put your hands down. Thank you. Lord, you see these hands. These are your people. You created them. These are your sheep. You know them better than I do. Lord, our desire is to go after you, is to follow you all the days of our life. I know the enemy's voice is loud, and I know it's powerful, but yours is better. Yours is stronger. It's wiser. We find peace. We find happiness. So I pray for those that have raised their hand today that would find all of that that they need in you, most of all, to decide to be a Christ follower, to follow after you. We believe in that, Jesus. We thank you for that, God. We thank you for your word. As we close out today, I want everyone to look at me as we wrap this up. Last of all, when, when, I, was, when I was talking to my friend about, about shepherds, about sheep, that, that every shepherd would mark his herd. He would mark his herd. Now, we see that translated today. A lot of people that raise cattle will mark, they'll brand their cattle. But in biblical times, they, this is where we get this term earmarking. Literally, they would mark the ears of the sheep. It's called earmarking. And they would, they would do this with a killing knife. That's what it was called, a killing knife. Now, I say all of that to say this, that Jesus was, <laughs> he was the Lamb of God. He was the perfect sheep. And God the Father... A killing knife? Really? I mean, when you think about it, but when you think about Jesus going to the cross for us, it's as if God is saying, I'm marking humanity from now on. All of mankind will be marked by the blood of my son. And so this process, though, this process is painful, not just for the sheep, but it's painful for the shepherd as well, because a good shepherd never wants to lose any sheep. But he knows that it has to be done. And so I say this to you and I submit this to you today in love. That God loves us enough sometimes to correct us, to rebuke us. He wouldn't be a good father if he didn't tell us sometimes, keep your mouth shut and let me talk now. I know he doesn't say it like that. I'm, he, I'm saying it like that. Because I talk to my kids that way. But, but you don't talk to your kids, whatever. But, but, but think about it. He marks us, and, and God has marked us. Listen to me, church. He has marked us with the blood of his son. That means that you belong to him, and he belongs to you. And before that we could ever say he was our shepherd, he first said, you are my sheep. He called us sheep. He called us his own. Amen. Give God a praise. Before we ever called him our own. So it was him who reached out to us. It wasn't us that reached out to him. Let's get this right. It was him who said, I love you. It was never us that said, we love you first. He loved us first. Amen. Praise God. Let, let me just pray. Lord, I thank you for today. Thank you for this moment. I thank you for all that you're doing here, all that you're doing in our lives. I pray for the soul and for the life today that that they needed reassurance knowing that they belong to you. We have been bought with a price. We are 100% yours. And no devil in hell, no demon on earth can make that 
untrue, that we are yours for eternity. And I thank you. That's a beautiful knowledge to have today, that no matter what comes our way, you are a good shepherd. You are my shepherd. I shall not want. You are my shepherd. You provide for me. You are a provider. We thank you for that. God's people said, amen. So give God a praise today in this place. Come on, you can do better than that. Give God a great big praise today in this place. Thank you for what he's doing in your life. Thank you for what he's doing in your family. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.